the eternal show. We're never gonna die. We're gonna live forever. <laughs> as long as we keep paying our SoundCloud bill. <laughs> Welcome back to Affable Idiots. So very affable. Such much idiota. All right, my friends, my good, good friends. My name is Jesse Neal, a.k.a. 100 Watt Bulb. (laughs) (laughs) Over here, we have Chad Michael Innes, a.k.a. One of those candles you light when you're remembering somebody that's dead in a Catholic church. (laughs) (laughs) And over here, we've got Holding It In with Holden DePardo, a.k.a. the uh, When you light a lighter, but it's actually just an app on your phone at a concert. (laughs) (laughs) And today we've got two hot topics for you. They're going to be so good, you're not even going to know what hit you. We're going to start... Who hit me? Who who did I hit? Who the hell did I hit? We're going to start off with (laughs) maybe, but maybe not. We're going to see where the spirit leads us. Dieting! Chad Michael Ennis, a.k.a. That candle you light in a Catholic church when uh, (laughs) when somebody's died. Uh, it's going to get interviewed by Holden DePardo, a.k.a. the when you uh, put turn on a lighter that's actually an app on your phone at a concert. I'm done with that bit. That's, that's done. <laughs> you carried that just far enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with it. Um, it's going to do an interview for him. And then I'll just be there for fun commentary because you better believe I'm not going to be quiet. I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> and tacos. Ooh. Like Holden loves Taco Bell. And holding it in. He does love yes. holding it in. Actually, fun it. fact. Actually, I really don't. I have, to, I, I have to pee. I think I have to pee. I'm just going to go to the bathroom, sit in the toilet for a second, and see if I have to pee. I he does it for in. the good of mankind. He holds it in. Did you say go and sit on the toilet and see if you have to pee? Yeah. Do you like to sit down yep. and pee? Yeah, I do. I don't like standing. That's okay. I, mean, I want to just. No I, judgment. I want to take a moment. No judgment. You got to stand for something. If you don't stand for something, you'll sit <laughs> I and stand pee for, for anything. sitting down in the toilet when you pee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the next bit we're going to do. The bit. Like, it's a joke. It's not a joke. This is real life. Ah! We're going to talk about our favorite instruments. We're going to get real musical, but without any music, because we're just talking, but this is music because I'm making music with my voice. I like to uh, sometimes pretend I'm a real snooty musical theater actor and be like, I'm sorry, I have to rest my instrument. Yes, I love <laughs> I can't speak to you right now. My, I'm resting my instrument. My instrument is my whole life and my entire being. Those are the kind of people I hated being in theater with. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I was like, like oh, you don't know You hated this? someone? <gasps> but when you're like, no, I'm sorry, my instrument is... Uh, no, fuck you. Get like, out. Get over yourself. You have to whisper like this. Whispering's worse for your voice than talking. Yeah, it is. Actually, talking, just talking kind of low like this, I think, is better for it. Talking in general is worse for your voice than singing. And. Is it really? Talking and singing in general is worse for your voice than just shutting the fuck up. And <laughs> shutting the fuck up is worse for your voice than a tracheotomy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, take a ballpoint gonna... pen, stick it in your throat, see which hurts worse. Shutting the fuck up or the tracheotomy. Probably shutting the fuck up. Exactly. I actually think that 
shut the fuck up might actually be bad for your voice. Think about it. If it's like you wake up in the morning and you're still kind of tired, you haven't spoken for like a while because you were asleep, and the first thing in your mouth is like, uh, uh, because you can't like get words out. Not good for well, you. Do you think so you're might, right? You're right. Do you think that your voice is kind of like a foreign language in that if you don't use it, you'll lose it? That's what happened to Ariel. Yeah, and all the people... She didn't use it. She went to bed. Usually she sings in her sleep, but this time she got so drunk she went to bed that she passed out. Oh, and no. she didn't sing in her sleep, and she didn't use her voice for like at least six hours. Because, you know, it wasn't the full eight hours, because when you're drunk, you get really shitty sleep. See, you're, you're wrong. And you don't need as she much sleep drunk, as a mermaid. She was... <laughs> right? Mermaids traditionally need a lot more sleep. If they don't get enough sleep, they drown. <laughs> you're wrong. She got really, really drunk. She got really, really drunk. He did a lot of drunk singing. So much of it, the next day, she lost her voice and didn't even remember singing all night long because oh, she was drunk. Well, and that's what really. Do you want to know what she got drunk on? Clam juice. It's a real Ew. underwater addiction. I don't even want to know what that's a euphemism for. Oh, I w- oh. <laughs> yeah. I get where that could have been a youth a euphemism. Clam juice. <laughs> clam juice. Oh, that just sounds so gross. Clams. <laughs> I mean, it is a thing, though. Yeah, there's... Ew, it is? Yeah, there's like... Yeah, clam juice. Juice in it. Oh, it's why probably do people like, eat seafood uh, It's probably like ocean seafood. water and other stuff, but they filter it I'm through. I'm literally it's salty. Like, trying not to gag right now. Oh, that's so gross. Why don't you stop being <laughs> such a baby? <laughs> why don't you stop being such a baby? That's you. That's what you <laughs> that's sound what you like. Sound like. <laughs> true story if you ever say something and then you try to to come back with a rebuttal or a retort and um you say the same thing the other person said the only appropriate follow-up is that's you that's what you sound like yeah because otherwise it's just like lame but, yeah, but if you, you say that's like you that's doofus. what you sound like it's fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you get them every time <laughs> fucking got you you coward it's what love is <laughs> Getting people and, yeah. and hurting their feelings. That's love, baby. Yes. <laughs> love. I love love. This is a happy tune and I'm done. Very good. I'm dead. I'm dead. All right. Let's start. I'm, I don't know what accent that was. Let's start with the interview on dying. Share where you want to start there. I saw that. Hold him. What you got prepared? Yeah, all day. What you got prepared over there? <laughs> I'm not speaking what? in an accent. <laughs> what are you doing it's here? I think but... you've got to do your best Cockney accent when you <laughs> interview me. We're going to go to the tattoo parlor. <laughs> <laughs> so Chad has amazed me with his Damn journey of weight loss. You look at the before photos, and you're like, man, you came a long way. Ooh. Started yeah, at the bottom. I don't mean that as an offense. I mean that as a compliment. Started at the bottom. Now I'm here in San Francisco. Yeah, you're still kind of short. So I'm just kidding. You're not short at all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You should actually post a like, before and after photo. I on, have. On the Twitter sphere. Have I've you? done like a trillion, like probably like seven over the last ten years. Okay, so you because should do another one water. for this episode as well. Because I want because people to see it, it is... Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just actually wanted to get some uh, answers on like what your journey was like, what were some of your struggles on that journey. Um, but I want to start off with what... It, like, 
quantitatively, what was your journey from where did you start? The bottom. Kind of, well, what weight were you at? We were like, hey, I need to like take care of this. And where are you at now? Let's kind of get that out. Uh, where first. did I start? I think Jesse said lobotomy. I said the bottom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I started Mint the Hill, lobotomy. North Carolina. That's where he started. Mint Hill, North Carolina. <laughs> well, my, my journey really started when I was maybe nine years old and I discovered Pop-Tarts. <laughs> now, I'd had Pop-Tarts before then. But I really found an appreciation for them around that age. And I just started eating Pop-Tarts like crazy, y'all. And brownies and cookies. And that's where my journey started. Because that's what led me to get big. True story. I was the fastest kid in my kindergarten class on the mile run. Huh. Whoa. I peaked in kindergarten. I want to do uh, a mockumentary about mm-hmm. you as a kindergartner. Like getting set up for uh, like the, the Olympics as the fastest runner. But then Pop Tarts <laughs> took you down. <laughs> like you know when people like overdose on steroids and they're like, oh god, some I had some kind of lymph node swelling or my ball shrank and I can't it's run the just race. Just like a shot of you in the basement, like Pop Tart, like wrapping all, all over yourself. But like you like wake up in a daze, like oh, what did I do last night? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's got a happy ending because now you're getting it back together. But you killed your dream of the Olympics because the Pop Tarts uh, never leave I your system. I don't think we can do a happy ending for a kid that small. No, like, it, it turns into you, but, oh, you nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that one took me a moment. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I got big. Uh, and it was around, like, end of elementary school and middle school when I got to my, I guess, largest. I guess I was my heaviest then, too. So, I was, I think my heaviest was around, like, 205, 208 or something like that. But at the time, I was five foot four, maybe five foot five. Okay. I was a shorten. I was a shorten. So I was really little, and I was large. So I was wearing, I think at that time, like size forty pants, um, which for someone at that height, I was basically a Russian nesting doll. Uh, <laughs> this is what I looked like. <laughs> Pair that with long hair that I started growing out yes. in I think it was eighth grade. Yeah. Oh, you hair. had such a different aesthetic. Mm, yeah. All like not even I, I was not even accounting, not even like taking your weight into account. Just your look. <laughs> yep. I had a I had a really something. <laughs> so I when I was that age was obsessed with being just like my brother. Yeah. Who also had long hair. And uh also he liked Metallica, so I listened to a lot of Metallica. He wore sweatpants to school every day, so I wore sweatpants to school every day, uh, including high school. That was a thing. So I was obsessed. That's with That's a bad like look. <laughs> yeah, it was long hair, n- Russian nesting doll in comfortable black fabric. But you were comfortable, was, so I, I was very comfortable. <laughs> that's what matters. That is. That is. So that's where I started, and then around, I guess it was end of tenth grade. I I had always been uncomfortable with how heavy I was, and I had always tried small things. Like there was a, the Biggest Loser was the show that came out around that time when I was younger. I remember that show. Yeah, and my so uncle got, was almost on that show. You have an uncle? <laughs> I have an uncle. I have an uncle. Were you also inside a lady when you were young, like nine years old? <laughs> I screwed that joke up. I also didn't hear half of it. So I didn't hear half you were of it up. either. 
It was the best joke ever, I'm sure. Thanks. Thanks. I peed my Thank pants. Thank you, everyone at home, for laughing. Um, <laughs> you I couldn't really hold tell. it in like me. No, you peed I, my name's not Holden DePardo. I can't hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd always tried a bunch of different things. I tried eating like a ton of grapes. I tried uh, eating just like fruit. <laughs> it's we a got delicious the loser food. book. <laughs> yeah, grapes, grapes are really good, but it's just really funny. Like no pop tarts. If I just eat a bunch of grapes, I'll start losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, you know, my mom. My mom, she is so, she tries her best to be helpful in all of these situations. And she, I love her for it. She's great. Um, but she, anytime that we were looking to eat healthier, it was mostly just like she bought a ton of fruit. We would eat like an apple once, like a bunch of grapes one day, and then the rest of it would go bad in the fridge. I'm like, all right, well, if you're not going to eat it, I'm not going to buy it. And then I'd go back to Pop-Tarts, which is. Because it lasts forever. <laughs> exactly pop tarts last for fucking ever it wasn't even the good kind of pop tarts you guys i was eating chocolate fudge pop tarts that's disgusting <laughs> i thought i knew they're you. not even the good ones i fucking loved them as a kid but i also didn't know what blueberries were when i was a kid so i discovered Ice those in strawberry college and I was like, for life Ice strawberry was good but we were we were a two family our first of all our family as a whole we'll get around to dieting and all that kind of stuff eventually in this conversation <laughs> our family as a whole is a very chocolate family <laughs> so we uh my sister had the the vanilla and chocolate cream pop or the vanilla cream pop tarts it's not even the cookies and cream it's the vanilla cream which That's they disgusting. is like impossible <laughs> to find and then i had, had the chocolate pop tarts and then everything else we always ate cookies brownies chocolate cake it was always chocolate or angel food cake with chocolate frosting all over it so it was always we're a chocolate family so then around 10th grade, I was like, I'm going to get really serious. My parents got me a treadmill for some some holiday or some excuse. And I started you know, walking a bit. And I started losing a little bit of weight there. And I'd always just like, from that point out until, I don't know, sophomore year of college. That was maybe about four years. I had just been like slowly losing weight down to and then at the same time growing taller so it's weird when people ask me oh my gosh how much weight did you lose and it was like only maybe like 20 maybe 30 pounds but i also grew quite a few inches as well to where i am now at five foot ten i'm five foot ten i was gonna say years old but that's not an age you're 510 <laughs> years old but i went there i started there and then i got to the point where i majored in musical theater in college and that's where your food eating took you that's where my food eating took me it's like man i really love eating food is there a way i could do this for a living yes musical, musical theater. theater great <laughs> no but in musical theater and you know arts and things like that in general uh performing arts what i came to realize is that the very first thing casting directors see when you walk into the room is what you look like and whether or not you fit the role and that kind of got in my head and made me kind of fucked me up a bit and that's when it was end of junior year is when I started bulimic. I was bulimic for quite a long time. And that took me down. I was like kind of grossly skinny after my senior year of college. Like I look back on pictures of me from our Europe trip right after graduation. And I was like, oh, that's unhealthy. That's gross. But at the time I was like, all I ever see is this little belly roll right below my belly button. That's all. Anytime I look in the mirror, even now, that's all I see. And that's what I measure my success on. So at that time, I was like, still, I'm really fat because that's all I see on my body. And I didn't even realize it. Well, I did realize that year. I remember breaking down. I was like, holy shit, that's loose skin. And that's not something I can diet away or exercise away. 
that broke me for like two days. I remember sitting in the cafeteria talking to Jesse Syak about it, just like bawling. He's like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to get rid of this. You can, but eventually, <clears throat> you can with surgery and, and money and all sorts of fun. And money. Money, money is a huge <laughs> thing, which, you know, musical theater degree, I was going straight for all that money. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that started my bulimia, which kind of, you know, it, it was, it's been off and on from then until about four or five years ago. And I guess people don't know how old I am or what years those were. That was like 2010 to about 2015. I think 2015 is when I started with Adrian. So that was a part of my journey too. And then once I got to Chicago after college, I, was, I went through cycles. And my whole, my whole life I've been like, I didn't know how to work out and I didn't know how to eat better. And I would just like go really hard and intense on both for two weeks, three weeks, and then quit for like three or four months and hardcore regress. And then two or three weeks of hardcore, I'm going to run every single day. I'm going to run a 5K every single day. And I did just because that's all I knew how to fucking do. And then I'm going to miss one day or miss two days and then just not do anything for a few months. And then finally, twenty, I believe it was 2015, um, I had done a show as an understudy. Here you need an agent. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all booked up. Just kidding. <laughs> I did a show called Double show. Trouble. <laughs> yep. I did a show called Double Trouble where I understudied for a guy named Adrian um, in Chicago. And Adrian went to New York for about a year to play, uh, to understudy Rocky on Broadway in the Rocky musical. And then on Facebook one day in August of 2015, he posted, hey, I'm coming back to Chicago. Rocky's over. Who wants to train with me? And I just on there was like, yep, I want to. Put me down. I want to train. I want to, because that summer I had done a reading for a new musical with a company that I'd done a bunch of shows with. And um, so stage reading, we just get on stage. We all read the musical. We sing the musical, but we don't actually act it out or anything like that. We just get it for feedback on the show itself and the structure. And I had read for the lead, which was a pitcher on a major league baseball team, but I didn't look anything like a pitcher. I looked like a frumpy, overweight, puffy dude. Um, <laughs> Some pitchers are <laughs> overweight. Yep. And I had they don't like have to zero, run much. zero exactly. muscle definition, zero they muscles at all. just walk up to the mound. <laughs> So I, I didn't look like the part. Obviously, I wasn't going to get the actual part, but I did for the reading because all I had to do was sit for the reading. And uh, that's when I decided if I want to actually go out for these roles and the, the things that I really want, I have to look like it. And so that's what started me to start to reach out to Adrian and get started there. And that was a very slow journey over the next four years that completely changed my reasoning behind everything, completely changed my goals um, and made me really fall in love with crossfit and from there i've tried a trillion different things um nutrition wise as i just like switch things up see what works for me get bored of something try something else and uh now i am at my current my lowest weight that i've been since i was <clears throat> probably in fourth grade i was two days ago i think i was 155 which i don't think i've been in a very long time nice nice, nice. um I even was looking back in my health app and didn't realize it. I had surgery on my abdomen for uh, this fascial tissue, like this tissue that didn't shrink down when I shrank down in my abdomen. So it kind of like was making hernia type symptoms in my abdomen. So I had surgery on that last January and I didn't realize that I ballooned they up. They found to out a- too when they went in. They're like, oh, this isn't a hernia. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They found out yeah. in surgery like, oh, this isn't a hernia. This is actually just your fascia. Let's fold it up and sew it together. You're just fucked up. I'm fucked up, dude. Toe up so, from the flow up. 
after that surgery, I got up to 180 pounds because I couldn't work out. I was just laying on the couch being miserable and dead. And uh, I was was 180 something. You were. You were taking care of me so well. (laughs) And I was looking back, I was looking at my history of of weight loss in in the health app, and I was like, man, I had a huge drop off. In 2018, I lost 20 pounds from February to December. I didn't even realize that it happened. Nice. But that did. And now I'm here doing this. So I hope that was one, enough of a journey for you. Yeah, no, that was definitely a journey. <laughs> <laughs> we went there and back again. Oh, gross. Battle so of the five armies. You mentioned, because we were texting a little bit last night. It was last night? Yeah, last night about this. And you mentioned you change your diet every two months. So it's like you're eating every two months. What does that exactly mean? Like, what do you change? What do you look for? So the reason... What do you eat? The reason I change it is part of the reason I love CrossFit as well is because I get bored. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, my brain goes a hundred zillion miles a minute. And so if something's not challenging to me or interesting to me, then I immediately lose interest, which is why running a 5k every single day for two weeks, of course, I'm going to get bored of that and stop it. And that's <laughs> why you don't have long-term significant others. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the longest relationship I've ever had is six months. And half of that is trying to figure out how to break up with them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I changed my diet mostly due to just being bored and wanting to change things up and do things different. Um, I, this year in particular, I am working to try to stick with something a bit longer to support my exercise goals as well. Because something people don't realize a lot is that you have to eat for the way that you plan to work out. And those have to be... Um, those have to be so. On like par steaks go really well with a mile run, but chicken's great for biking. That's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, chicken releases a certain amount of hormone that's really good for circles, where your legs go in circles on a bike. <laughs> no, it's like if you're if you're looking to specifically lose body fat or drop pounds, and you have to eat, uh, you have to eat in a caloric de- deficit. You have to eat fewer calories than you than you um, expend throughout the day. But if you're looking, if people are like, man, I really want to get really muscular arms or I really want to gain uh, 20 pounds on my back squat, you're looking to build muscle and you have to eat more than you burn in order to do that. You have to eat a lot of food. And that's something that a lot of people don't realize. So I'm trying to plan like six months in advance right now. I know that I want to cut down to the lowest body fat percentage that I can possibly be by like November or December. So I'm trying to eat in a specific way to support that. And then when January 1st comes, I want to build a lot of upper body strength. I want to be able to do a lot of really cool gymnastic things like uh, muscle-ups and handstand walks and things like that. And I know that I have to build that muscle. You want to do the little flips and the pull. You want to do a really good no. uh, like floor routine? I, I do. I want to yeah. do a nice floor routine. <laughs> I want to get on the balance beam. No, I, I know you want to like, do those rings. The ring. And so, yeah, ring muscle-ups and iron crosses and things like that. Like, I want to be able to do those kind of gymnastics things. Pommel horse. So I have to build the muscle to do it. So I'm trying to plan, all right, from here until December, how do I eat in a caloric deficit? And I'm specifically right now working towards going full keto. Uh, and ketogenic diet is incredibly low carbohydrate, incredibly high fat that you're eating instead so that your body literally switches its fuel source to fat instead of carbohydrates which puts you through a flu every time and I'm having a hard time with right now. Um, so I'm like, all right, I've got a plan to eat that way. And then I've got to exercise a certain way 
on that diet because I can't go full out and do everything in it because I'm not going to have the energy to do it because I'm not eating as much. Uh, and I can't exercise in a way that I'm trying – like if I go in there and I'm only doing really heavy sets of ones and threes trying to build muscle, I'm like I'm not eating in a way to support that. So it's useless to try to do that in my workout routine as well. So I need to make sure I adapt my workout routine to fit that. So that's where I am right now. I'm changing things up to keep from getting bored, to support my exercise goals. Um, but then specifically, what does that mean? So before we move on, yeah. I just said this like, I think it's kind of interesting that the beginning of your journey, you were eating like Pop-Tarts. Yep. <laughs> all the time. And it was consistently eating a bunch of Pop-Tarts. So you never got bored of Pop-Tarts. Literally but now a you box have to, of Pop-Tarts like, every day. Would you at least like change that? Like, okay, so like for the for these three months, I'm going to have hot fudge Sunday pop tarts. Then for the next no. three months after that, always well, I chocolate fudge. Stri- you don't get tired no, of sugar. F- only you can't of get bored and tired of sugar. <laughs> sugar is all. <laughs> but you can change up how you eat it. So occasionally, I would sneak into the pantry, close the door, and eat it in there, and pretend I wasn't eating it, and that provided a rush. <laughs> because you really were eating it, and you had the fear of getting caught. That's and right. you, you got to tell a lie, even though it was only to yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is when you wake up in the days, like hung over from pop tarts, pop tarts in the basement. That's that's when that happens. Yep. Or what's yeah. really great is before school, you get out the little Debbie six sweet sixteen donuts, the little chocolate donuts. You eat like three or four of those at the breakfast table, and you're like, cool. I'll put the donuts away, bring them back to the pantry, shove like four more in your mouth. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I only had four for breakfast, you guys. Why is the whole bag gone? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it was I would Sparky do, or whatever your dog's name was. Sparky. I would do something similar. <laughs> My stepmom would make these delicious brownies. They were so good. She'd always leave them on top of the stove, like wrapped Fuck in like, tin foil. And yeah, it was awful. I would literally sneak in there in the middle of the night and just take a knife and it cut like a line across. So it looked like no brownies were taken. <laughs> but <laughs> but I definitely had at least like two brownies worth of brownies just with that one like line I'd cut off. That's but the thing. No, no one ate any brownies. It's the same it's amount the of brownies line. I was there before. The line is still straight. <laughs> yeah, I it's would, still straight. <laughs> I would not have been able to do any of what I do living with my parents. I love them so much. But I have no willpower, and that's why I can't keep sweets in the house, or else I'll eat them like crazy, like a box of pop-tarts a day. But why, anytime my... I make cookies when we live together. Yep. <laughs> I would eat the cookie dough <laughs> right out of the fridge, and I would eat all the cookies. So, yeah, I can't, I can't have it in the house. waiting for the cookies to be made. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom always has a cake tin out on the countertop, or always has a tray of brownies or something, and... I can't walk by them on the way to the bathroom without just picking at it. And then on the way mm-hmm. back from the bathroom, you know what? I didn't have one on the way to the bathroom. I'll eat another one on the way back from the bathroom. Yeah. Something? Only God really knows what's going on. It's That's just me right. and you guys. God's not real. So. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm super proud of is... Uh... Just, I'm just let's just turn this to me for a second. <laughs> um, it's like when... Uh... When Mike and I were living together, I would like go and buy ice cream, uh, like a like the gallon, you know, the big ones, and I'd eat that shit in two days. Now we have ice cream and it stays in there for weeks. I don't and I don't touch it, but rarely. And we've got like frozen little frozen chocolate bars because we like those too. They'll stay in there forever. And like that's amazing. I know. I could never. Do you think do part that. of that's because you're eating other things as well now? Yeah. Well, yes. It's that. <laughs> it's that. And I'm in a better. I'm in a. For the most part, I'm in a better mental state. 
Yeah. But I'm just not craving sweet as much. Lately, I find I'm craving sweet more at work, but that's probably because I'm stressed and like irritated at work. So I want sweet. But, you know, I've been doing a, I've been just doing, doing better. And the fact that we can have ice Good cream in the, in the apartment and I don't touch it for weeks at a time, I'm like, hell, mm-hmm. hell yeah, you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was a cheat day for me and I, uh, I had to bake half of the cookies from the Toll House cookie thing and throw the other ones in the trash because I knew that, A, I wasn't going to eat them all today. It's impossible or else I would die. B, there's no way that I was going to have them in the refrigerator and not eat them. So threw them in the trash. Could you Ordered get- a large pizza, ate half the pizza, threw the other half in the trash because there's no way I'm going <laughs> to save that. so wasteful, though. <laughs> I had to, though. had to. With your roommates Why not order like a medium it? or a small pizza? Why did you have to order a large? The, when I order the small pizza from this particular place, it's Pizza Aoki. The large pizza is amazing. The pizza slices are just right. They're floppy. They're yummy. Oh, and then the small yeah, one is like point. smaller. There's the bread to sauce ratio. And then they're always like overdone as well. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So before we went on that whole side discussion there, you were talking about switching up every few months. You're talking about eating chicken to bike rides and steaks for running. Right, right. Let's keep going on that train. You were, I kind of cut you off. So there are a ton of different diet types that I've tried. I remember in high school, I had tried like the South Beach diet. I did Atkins for a little bit. Um, we did the Biggest Loser diet in middle school. Tried that. Or maybe that was early high school. I don't remember. This um, is like a terrible diet as far as a kid. Like, what diet do you want? The biggest loser diet. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, they're all a different wrapper of like, eat better foods and mm-hmm. kind of be aware of what you're eating. With the exception of kind of really two things. <laughs> I know uh, what they mean by be aware what you're eating, but the concept's really funny to me. It's like, my eyes are open while I'm eating. I'm not like, I know what going, I'm eating. I don't even know it what's is, going in my mouth. It is so <laughs> fucking weird. The, the number one thing, if anyone is, is looking to like start eating differently, it sounds stupid, and I tell everyone to do it, and no one fucking does it, and they're like, oh, I don't need to do that. No, do it. Just write down, before you even change anything, write down everything you eat. If it's just writing it in a notebook, I ate, a Snickers bar. I ate a half of a large pizza. Don't even have to like track the calories. Just write down what you're eating. And you'll be amazed at how many things you're putting in your mouth that aren't penises. This is not going to <laughs> That you're putting in your mouth without actually processing. I am eating a whole snack. Like at work, I didn't. I knew I was doing this every day. But I didn't really think about the fact that I was eating a Snickers bar at lunch every single day when I was working at LPK. Every mm-hmm. single day, in addition to my lunch. And I was like, wow, that's 200 and something calories worth of well, sugar. The that I machines cut out really it so easy. They did. Yeah. Um, you also did something, down. you did something clever too, uh, where, can I share the whole Canon text thing? Is that cool? I'm just going to yeah. share something with yeah. yeah. So you would say, hey, Canon, which is like your closest friend, like, I'm going to text you a picture of every meal that I eat. You mm-hmm. don't have to respond to it, you don't have to like say anything. I just need to do it so that I kind of have that accountability. I thought that was really smart. That was yep. very clever. Clearly, it worked out. Yep. I had. To, I was like, for every day for a month, I just need someone else to know what I'm eating. And this is just a way to hold myself accountable. Because it's so easy for me to pretend I didn't eat something or just like block that out of my brain somehow. Yep. So write down everything yeah. you eat and then um, take a look at that and be like, well, where can I cut some stuff out? 
Start also, once you get to that point, and you do that for like a day or two, try downloading like MyFitnessPal or Lose It or something like that. And just don't change anything yet, but just log the calories of everything for a day or two so that you understand, oh, wow, the way that I'm eating right now is 3,500 calories a day. And the extent of my exercise is a 10-minute walk where I walk the dog. So I I started doing that recently and it was so so discouraging when you see the red line build up you're like this is a stupid app i'm not going back to this app again (laughs) (laughs) but you're right you need to do it because you kind of need to feel bad about it so that you attach like a negative emotion to that kind of diet so you can move on to something more positive is it kind of like that i don't know if, if you need to feel bad about it but you just need the wool pulled from over your eyes to just yeah. realize what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Like you might go through your day eating normally and be like, this is exactly how people eat. I bet if I were to guess this is about 2000 calories and to realize that no, you're eating a shit ton of stuff and then go and look at the nutrients breakdown. And be like, wow, this is maybe 20 grams of protein a day. And it's just nothing but sugar and trans fats and all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. just, you need to realize what you're actually putting in your body every day. I'll say and lose it too. It's a really good app because they have information on everything. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. There's yet to be, even as we, like, or we order these really obscure things called Melaleuca bars. And I'm like, there's no way Luz is going to know that. And it's there. They know the Melaleuca bars. Yep. And if you're like, totally, I'm going to know like, steak and shake and eat a cookies and cream milkshake. Like, cool. Did you get the small or the large? Because we have it on both. Like, yep. They go. have little details of that on everything. Even down to like condiments at like what the ranch sauces at McDonald's. Like, they got that. Yep, they got that. So it's actually a really good tool. Clearly, then, I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of condiments and things like that, like the biggest thing that you can do if you're looking to change things up is just eliminate drinking and like don't drink your calories. Mm-hmm. That's where people don't realize it, where they drink uh, a soda at every single meal and they drink tea throughout the day and then they drink or like, alcohol sweet tea, is a big contributor or alcohol yes and they don't realize that they're getting 1500 calories of sugar a day from their drinks let alone what they eat so that's the like a huge opportunity is you just don't drink your calories drink the seltzer's water instead yeah if you want those bubbles water, so crotch water. good or get or yourself just drink a soda water. stream Oh, That's what I got. They're really great. Fantastic. They're awesome. Freaking just amazing. Drink, just drink regular water. Yeah, That's I drink cool too. that too. And then if you're going to party, <laughs> maybe a Coke Zero. Yeah, if you're feeling crazy. Yeah. If you're feeling like you want to live it up tonight. <laughs> going out, going to get laid, drink yourself a Coke Zero before you go. <laughs> Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, that's hot. So yeah, and then hey, like, baby, I just had a Coke Zero. You know what that means? Wink, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> but I do traditionally with nutrition. I've, I, I have done a similar thing where like I go hardcore on the diet for like four to six weeks, and then I'll kind of slip up for about a month, and then I'll try something new and do that for six weeks to two months, and then slip up for about a month. So that's a, still a regular cycle that I'm kind of struggling with. Um, but there are lots of things to try out there. If you're looking for something that lets you be not as restrictive, a fun thing to try is there's not really a name for it, but like if it fits your macros, which is a macronutrient is carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And you pick a goal, make an informed decision, a goal and a calorie goal. Um, and as long as whatever you're eating fits those numbers, 
if I'm eating 200 grams of protein a day, that's a lot of protein for the average person to try to eat right off the bat. But if I'm eating 150 grams of protein and 200 grams of carbs and 75 grams of fat, it doesn't matter where that comes from. It could be a chocolate cake that got me into my carbs. It could be a, bunk, a bucket of Burger King fries that got me into my fat. Whatever it is, as long as it meets those goals, great. And then as soon as I hit those, I stop eating for the day. That's a way that some people have found to like not be as restrictive, but still eat in a way that like supports quote unquote healthy. That's the th- other thing too. There's no such thing as the word healthy literally means nothing. There's no definition of the word healthy. It's just like a mindset and like choosing to eat better things than other things. But that's a fun one to try. There's also the zone diet that like you split everything up into blocks and you can like, you can choose to eat a trillion heads of lettuce or you could eat four strawberries and they all weigh the same in this blocks diet things. But there's a lot of things to try out there. I'm currently playing around with keto just because I was trying with really low carb, high fat. And then I was like, well, I'm kind of close enough to the ketogenic diet that if I restrict my carbs just a little bit lower then i'll go into that and there's this like you when you do keto you go into this ketogenic state where your body stops looking to burn carbohydrates because it's out of them and instead burns dietary fat and your own body fat as an energy source um and like your chemical makeup completely changes too like there you could the way that you test whether you're in ketosis is you can actually test for the level of ketones in your pee um mm, i just assume that, in that cup pee in that cup drink it if it tastes like keto you're good (laughs) yeah this is keto (laughs) but as your body's making this transition there's uh, the quote-unquote keto flu where you will have literally flu-like symptoms and feel like crap for like two to three days as your body transitions and i've been doing it with a cheat day in there for the past couple of weeks and not realizing that That every time that i go into keto and then come out for a day and then go back into it I'm going to feel like shit. And it hit me hard yesterday. Hard. 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 (laughs) Those hard R's. Hard. (laughs) I ate in a way that a few years ago would have been totally normal. Uh, Like normal without throwing it up. Because I used to eat like, oh, I'm going to go to Walgreens and buy a whole box of donuts, eat them all in one sitting and immediately throw it up. And that's normal to me because that was for a while. But this is like if I were going to keep it down and be a normal adult human. I ate three cinnamon rolls. I ate three slices of pizza. So much. I ate like a half a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. And cookies. No chicken. Like eight uh, sandwich Popeyes. Popeyes. Not yet, though. Nope. No chicken sandwich for Popeyes. So I ate all of that. Which, of course, isn't like. But that was like a normalized day for me. And for anyone in my family back home, like that used to be the way that we used to eat, too. Like Sunday mornings. Oh, cinnamon rolls. Great. Although we would also have like chicken and vegetables for dinner and things like that. But anyway, but I felt like shit the entire day. I felt like I was going to throw up. I was dizzy. I had a huge headache. It was awful, awful. And it's like, oh, it's because I'm pulling my body out of ketosis. And then now today I'm trying to shove it right back in. So I think that I might just make it like, I don't know. Maybe I won't do cheat days at all, or maybe I'll go longer in between. I don't know. We'll so, see. Like once there, a month or something instead of once a week. You can also do cheat days. I think they're like, well, you know, keto cheat days. You know, they've got things that are keto friendly. They're not as, I mean, they're yeah. not nearly as good, <laughs> but it's like, it's sort of a thing. <laughs> yeah, they have like <laughs> keto friendly cookies, but they're actually made with like 
socks instead. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you don't get any calories from really it. tastes good. Yeah. Exactly. It's a cookie. (laughs) I'm kind of of the I'm kind of of the the mindset where don't try to make healthy versions of shitty food. Try to just get your body conditioned and liking healthy foods instead. Like cook your asparagus in a way that tastes good rather than trying to mash up asparagus and pretend it's a pancake. I love asparagus. Uh, asparagus is great if you cook it well broccoli tastes really good Mm. in certain ways you cook it and some ways it's really bland and awful (laughs) if you reheat it smells like shit awful (laughs) but like learn to cook those in a way that's delicious instead of trying to like completely destroy them and make something unhealthy out of it i don't know whether that answered i don't even remember what the question was but that's a lot of shit that i just said yeah it's totally fine so you it sounds like it's, I guess at the beginning, what were your biggest obstacles and how have those obstacles evolved? Because it sounds like you're basically saying is that there's never really a point where you're not thinking about it. You're always thinking about it. You kind of have to always be aware and thinking about it yep. to keep going, to keep progressing. So there's always obstacles. How did those obstacles start and kind of what, how do they evolve over time for you? So the, one of the biggest obstacles, as we've already mentioned, is just having it in the house and not mm-hmm. being exposed to it, not seeing it on the countertop and grabbing it as you walk by. That was the biggest obstacle I had to, to get rid of. And even as I mentioned, like if I have it, like oh, I'm going to portion these out over the week. It's going to be fine. They're not unhealthy. I eat a few M and M's a day. Like no, that doesn't fucking work for me. You got to realize that about yourself. <laughs> Take care of that. Get it out of the house. Um, another obstacle was, at least up until I started working with Adrian, is not knowing what the hell I was doing in a gym. I had a gym membership at a an export fitness for 30 days, and I walked in there. And I realized I don't know what the hell to do on any of this equipment. I don't know if I were to pick up a barbell, how much weight do I put on it? What do I do when I pick it up? Um, so I had thrust no idea. your so, penis against the wall. You just <laughs> you remember that dick to the wall. Yep, doing deadlifts, dick to the wall at the top of it, just full hip extension. So that let's start with that for a second. Not dick on the wall, but go to the gym because that's one obstacle mm-hmm. that I think is a big one for a lot of people. Yep. You had a personal trainer. A lot of people, I don't think, consider that an option or just is out of their means. What is, like, now that you kind of have this experience, what what do you recommend for someone who would want to go to the gym and kind of make that a regular habit, but doesn't have someone to tell them directly, sure. like, all the time, be over their shoulder? To be honest, there is no substitute for a great coach and a great personal trainer. Um, if you have the means or if you if you really want it to happen and you have to rearrange some stuff in your life to make it happen, I highly recommend getting someone and meet with them once a month to teach you proper movements, make sure you're doing them correctly and safely. Um, and to give you feedback on like, wow, you're doing that really well. That can lead to this movement or you're not able to get a pull up yet, but here are five other things you can do to progress towards that and, and kind of lead you in the right direction. Um, and also be there to keep you honest because I always, I mm-hmm. found, especially when I was starting out, the days that I was working out with Adrian versus the days that I was going to the gym and by myself and doing programming he wrote for me, I was going maybe at 70% of my, my maximum when I was by myself. And then when I was there with him, I was like, I was going 110% to make it look like, oh, no, yeah, I've definitely been doing everything, right? And, and, and just while I was there <laughs> with him, I wanted to you know impress him, make him like, feel like I was actually improving. And I was a lot, but... Uh, there's no substitute for that. If and and let me say that it has to be a mindset change as well. It has to be a lifestyle change 
because it's not cheap. I was spending, I think it was when I started with Adrian, I think it was like close to 400 bucks every two months, I think is what I was paying. It was like 40 bucks uh, a session or 50 bucks a session. And I did it once a week for, actually, I was doing it twice a week right at the beginning. And then it was once a week after I started getting comfortable in the gym. It was like six weeks before I was comfortable stepping foot in a gym and knowing what I was doing by myself. So I was doing twice a week with him until that point. But it was a lot of money. And I was working retail part-time. And I didn't make a lot of money. Um, But it was worth it because that's what I knew that I wanted and needed in my life for my own mental health, for my own physical health, for what I wanted at the time for my theater career. Like, it was like, this is worth the hundreds of dollars I'm spending a month on it. Uh, my sister is doing the same thing. My older sister is going through the same thing where she's hiring a personal trainer to come over to her house uh, rather than like go to the gym or something like that, come over to her house and work out two or three times a week with her. And she had to speak to her husband and her husband's like, this is, we're going through, like, this is too much money. And she's like, but this is what I need. I need this right now. Um, so it, it has to be a decision that you make and that you're committing to. But if for some reason you can't, there are a ton of really great resources online. Um, one of my favorite ones is, um, well, I'm blanking on the name of it. Is the it guys YouTube? From Barbell Shrugged. It, right. They have YouTube. <laughs> um, the guys from Barbell Shrugged. Shit. Technique Wad. Technique Wad. Um, How do you spell that? Technique. Mm-hmm. W-O-D. Oh, they just Wad? W-O-D. Yep. Oh, okay. Workout of, of the, the day. day. Yeah. Jesse's been around me while I did CrossFit. She knows what WAD means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they have a lot of really great, like, 20 minute long videos explaining the first pull of a snatch. No, nobody should be doing snatches right off the bat by themselves, but, like, stupid it takes name. like a year and a half. Yeah, CrossFit and weightlifting have stupid, like, the weight of measurement, a pood, and then there's the snatch and the jerk, and yeah. Lots of fun names in there. Very sexual in a gross way. <laughs> but if you're way. looking at like, all right, how do I squat with proper form with a barbell on my back? Even if it's just an empty barbell. They have a ton of videos, like hours of videos showing you proper form, giving you certain cues to think about. Like dig your big toe into the ground, rotate your knees out, those kind of things. Um, really great there. There's also, shit, I'm going to blank on it. There's a really great website for progressions. Technique Wad has a lot of them too, but I also like this one. I think maybe it's Wad Prep. Um, progressions, if you're like, I want to get to my first pull-up. And obviously I can't just go to the bar and pull on it and hope that it happens. Uh, <laughs> so there are a ton of different exercises. Like, start with this. Do this for a couple of weeks and then graduate to this movement and then this movement. And then this works your arms in this way and works your back in this way so that we can better support yourself on the bar. So... Um, It is wad prep. So that's a good one too if you're looking at like, I want to do this eventually. Because that's really what my journey became about after I started with Adrian. Is I started saying, I want to get thinner and jacked and look like the parts I want to play. And then as he sneakily started making me do CrossFit without telling me it was CrossFit, I was like, wow, I didn't realize my body could do all of these crazy cool things. And I'm adding 50 pounds to my back squat in two months. And I'm doing double under jump ropes where I'm doing that for 50 unbroken. And so I started being amazed with all of the shit that my body could do that I didn't realize I could do. And like, I want to do that, but heavier. And I want to do that. And that's where I'm at right now. I was like, I want to be able to do all these gymnastics on the rings and do handstand walks. And so I became obsessed with, I want my body to be able to do cooler things. 
rather than I want to look a certain way. There's still that in the back of my mind, obviously, as we talked about, you know, anytime I look in the mirror, that's the first thing I see is my midsection and the loose skin there. But but your body I'm... is beautiful. <laughs> you can still improve your body while it's still being beautiful. But I'm just uh, saying that you being upset about that, it, your your body is beautiful. <laughs> about the you. about the ro- the skin. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm allowed to want to improve it. You though. are, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so yes, I started becoming. That's now my my main goal is just like I'm impressed with the things I can do that I didn't realize I could ever do. I see people on the CrossFit Games and things like, and all these things. I see them and I'm like, that looks insane. I can't believe we're literally doing the same workout. So that was really inspiring to me. And then something else to get over, like you had mentioned overcoming obstacles. Some of the obstacles I have are like days when I'm feeling like I don't really want to do it or um, I'm just feeling discouraged in general. I We talked about social media a few weeks ago. And my social media, Jesse can tell you, is nothing but just jacked dudes like doing nearly naked men. Uh, nearly <laughs> naked men, like because I see that and I'm like, fuck, I want to look like that one day. Yeah. And so I, that's my like for a long time when I was starting with Adrian, my phone wallpaper was just whoever my favorite CrossFit CrossFit athlete was at the time doing some crazy ass move, and I'm like, just to have that reminder in my mind. And then if I were to pick up a Snickers bar, and I'm eating that while I'm looking at my phone, I'm like, oh fuck. Do I really want to finish the Snickers bar or do I want to look like Noah Olsen when he's fucking doing 20 ring muscle ups unbroken? I want to look like Noah Olsen. <laughs> so that's one thing that I have to overcome that. And then also having the absolute best support system in the world in my best friend, Kanan Cox. Like he is, first of all, him, he's an inspiration. You talked about like me being an inspiration for you. He is the biggest inspiration for me. Just seeing what he was able to do to himself in the matter of just like a year and a half after he came out of a bad breakup. And it's, I hesitate to call him fat because he was not fat. But if you look at him then and him now and how freaking ripped he is, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, you were a lot fatter by comparison. <laughs> but no, he's just an incredible inspiration and he's super supportive in anything. Like you mentioned he was willing to just be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Text me a picture of everything you eat every single day. And whether you want it or not, I'm going to offer commentary on it. It's like, cool, you don't have to, but I just need to be accountable for it. So having a support system, I think, is important. A lot of times people are like, I don't want to tell anyone that I'm doing this because if I fail at it, I don't want to be embarrassed. And if three weeks later somebody asks me, oh, how, how's your fitness going? I'm like, I, uh, I'm not doing it. Yeah, there's no accountability <laughs> That's, there. Exactly. There's no accountability. And you kind of need that sometimes. It's different from person to person, but I feel like a lot of people could find help from telling people and having somebody there to cheer them along the way. And also feel like that was Adrian for me too. He's not only like an incredible coach, but he was also like the best like cheerleader for me too. He's amazing. Incredible. Incredible. (laughs) I have one last question. Yeah. And that is, do you still eat pop tarts? Is that part of your, I don't, you don't. I don't eat Pop Tarts. I don't buy them. That is the one rule is that I literally. I That's his eat. addiction. He's in. Re- he is. Um, right. He is. He's in remission. I'm rehabilitation. <laughs> I'm in remission. Yeah. It's kind of like if you had a Pop Tart, you just go down the rabbit hole again. I, I don't know if it's that bad, but it's it is a it is it's a symbol almost. of what I'm overcoming. Yeah. Yeah. And if I allow myself to go back to a Pop Tart again, then I'm essentially giving up but i will eat a pint of ice cream while looking at a picture of a pop tart <laughs> <laughs> but it's usually halo top so 
That's right. Isn't it? It's actually um, good ice cream. It's not one, that bad. Or the other one, the moo. The moo. I don't know if you Halo get type, that. Or the uh, the chili cow. Yeah. They don't sell chili cow up here though. I haven't skinny seen it yet. cow. No, it's chili cow. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of that. I've heard of skinny cow, but not chili, chili cow. Is very good. It's just it's another Halo top like yeah, thing. Like protein right? protein infused mm-hmm. ice cream with like very low sugar in it. Mm-hmm. I used to microwave cool, cool. these. Ugh. Okay, first of all, it says on there, this ice cream is, is harder than most ice creams. Leave it out on the counter for a bit. And okay, microwaving... Just finish your thought. I'm, I'm passionate about this. So subject. I'm not going to leave my ice cream on the counter for 30 if minutes. I want to jump now. off a bridge with that ice cream, would you do it? No, obviously. I don't think I any didn't company would put that on the label. <laughs> jump off a bridge <laughs> while eating our product. <laughs> I so didn't leave better. it on the counter. I microwaved it instead, so I wouldn't have jumped off the bridge. I'd have probably done something fast, like shoot myself in the skull. <laughs> that, that adds up. So, that adds up. So yeah, put it in the microwave for 10 seconds, soften it up, make it a little liquidy, and it's like a like exactly. a nice chunky milkshake. It's so Ugh. Good. It's so good. So to- put it, ice cream in the microwave for like 20 seconds. That's all it takes, 20 seconds. 20 seconds? So- do you know how yes. hot bread gets in 20 seconds? <laughs> Is bread frozen solid? Yes. Did you know that the microwave instructions for a Pop-Tart are three seconds? <laughs> <laughs> 20 seconds, delicious. Ugh. Yep. Delicious. Blasphemy. Yep. <laughs> if you're feeling proactive about it, you can put it in the fridge for about an hour beforehand, and then it's also perfect. But... Or you can just do what your best friend Jess <laughs> does and eat it hard because it's so good. But you love chewing ice and frozen grapes. Of I course, do. you're going to love <laughs> fucking solid I ice lo- cream. I love it when I've got something hard to suck on. <laughs> 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 That's disgusting. <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking of something hard to suck on, let's go to favorite instruments. Yes, I love <laughs> sucking on my instruments. <laughs> uh, as a side note, before we get there, if anyone has any questions or anything like that, I'm 100% willing to help anybody that I can. So I'm open about my journey. For $50 about a session. For $50 a session. Uh, no, but for real, I'll help you out in any way that I can. I'd love to. Hey, Ham. People do love the way she says ham. Hey, <laughs> uh, all right guys let's talk about instruments that's how you say it instruments in menstrual cyclements yes in menstrual, menstrual cyclements they're mints for your menstrual cycle i'm gonna put an icebreaker menstrual cycle mint in my mouth right now do it let me in watch fact, i'm gonna do two of them <gasps> one at a time uh uh yeah uh, uh, very good. Yeah, that's gross. That was not. <laughs> that was not. That's all I can say. It wasn't. I brushed my teeth today for the first time in forty-eight hours because you were feeling so wonderful. bad. Because well, I was of the feeling keto. bad, and Tom and I were just marathoning playing video games. Tommy. So. Yep. He's a good friend. He is. He's a good egg. All right, my homies, my pals, my buddies, my bitches. Hoes. Hoes. All right, hoes. Whore. <laughs> what, where are you going? Out. Oh. Whore. <laughs> uh, all right, what are some of your favorite instruments? I've talked a lot, so I'm going to let you guys go first. Hold in. I feel like I talked more last time. Why don't you start off? What's <laughs> right. your favorite instrument? Oh, it's so hard to say. Favorite to play? Piano. It's the only one I know. Uh... <laughs> it also has a body wash bottle in it. 
<laughs> not anymore. It's somewhere else, but <laughs> it remains. <laughs> is it in your apartment or is it in my apartment? The body wash. Currently? Yeah. Is it is it for you to find or is it for me to find right now? No, I already found it. Remember when you, when I moved and I was unpacking. And so you currently have it. Yes, I have it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Remember you put it in in the guitar case, I think. Maybe. I don't remember where no. you put so, it. So for anyone who doesn't know, maybe like two or three years ago. At least three years, I think. I uh, had an empty bottle of body wash that I had thrown away. No, you you, were, you wanted me to throw it away or something. <laughs> yeah, <and> so <laughs> Jesse hid it in something. No, you and... left it on the floor outside of my closed bedroom door. Mm, <laughs> and I op- that's what it was. That's what it was. And I opened And now the we just door. hide it somewhere in each other's rooms <laughs> until they find it. So it was like in the bo- in my like like fall clothes drawer on the bottom of my dresser. And I didn't find it for a few months and then I put it in, in my your piano. Room. You put it on the bottom of my dirty clothes hamper because it started out being easy to find. Yeah. And then we're making harder. And then I saw like, oh, she never plays her piano. I'm going to put this in the piano bag right at the top there. And you didn't find it for like two years. Yep. And then I found it. Well, not that long, but yes. And then, and then I found it and then hit it. You already weren't living there anymore. And I hid it under your bed. And then the movers just In the box it. ring. That's right. Yeah. And when the movers, the movers came in to disassemble loose. the bed and it fell out. Um, and then... During the move, you took it and hid it in my. I put it in a in a bag, I think. Yeah, in, a, in one of the bags somewhere. And when I was, uh, and it was in one of the bags that I was not putting in storage that I was taking to the old apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it while moving or like while I'm packing, and so now I have it in a safe place, <laughs> and it's going to remain there for <laughs> until another time. Oh, a trash bottle of body wash. What a great instrument. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, so much fun, though. So, um, my piano, it's set up right here. I see it. Look at it. I see half of it. My piano's back here. I can't see oh. it. I see it. I see half of it. <laughs> <laughs> the microphone's blocking a lot of it. Oh, so, I like playing piano, but listening to, I'm so into cello. I love oh, cello. Yeah. And I love violin. I just love stringed instruments. But piano counts as a string instrument. And it does. Well, not not the electric, but no, you're right. But the real good ones. You know what I mean? I, the real mm, ones. That good puss. But I also am so very intrigued by the theremin. <laughs> <laughs> this is What's not the one theremin? that you that you play like the sound. You disrupt the sound waves or something with your hands. So a theremin. <laughs> My my manager came in like two months ago, just blown away by this instrument. A theremin is, uh, it's like an electric instrument of sorts where you play by moving your hand closer and further away from it and the pitch gets higher and lower because you're just disrupting the, the uh, magnetic field around it and that creates pitch. But it looks like you're doing nothing but just waving just your hand. It just looks so stupid. <laughs> and so my manager's like, look at this. I have an instrument. Ooh, I'm just waving my hands. Everyone look at me playing the theremin. Ooh, looking like a fucking idiot. But it is fascinating, but I hate the way it sounds. No, it doesn't sound good. You it look stupid like, playing Ooh. it. It's but it's, it's so cool just like for being what it is. Um, yeah, the fact that it exists and somehow works is fascinating i also really like harmonicas and the way that some people can play those things like my god my good golly yeah. good golly miss molly last 
piece of that harmonica. Say what? They milk every last piece of it. Did you say milk? They got as much as you... They milk, milk. it? <laughs> they I have Invisalign it. and mints in my mouth right now. <laughs> they milk it. I thought you were done with Invisalign. I got to my last tray, went to the orthodontist, and there are a couple more things we got to do. So we order new trays. I'm going to have about maybe two or three more months of it. Nice, 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 nice. Yep. Holden, what do you love? Tell me. Tell me what you love. Well... But only instruments. I've played one instrument, and it was a cello. I played cello for five years. Nice. When I was like from nine to fourteen, and then I moved to Texas, and they had a music program there. And I'm kind of like, well, I'm moving. Fuck it. This is an opportunity to not play this thing. I don't want to play it anymore, so I just stopped. <laughs> nice. Um, I was just terrible. I was really bad. I've, as Chad knows, I have no rhythm. I oh, yeah. does not Three, exist. Two. <laughs> one. He's the, epi- the epitome <laughs> of white boy. <laughs> <laughs> white boy rhythm I, in the jerk i'm steve martin who's like oh my god i can snap to the beat this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> so i played cello i really like the sound of the cello a lot so i think if i'm going to pick one that's like a standard instrument i'm probably gonna pick the cello but kind of cheating here favorite instrument is a synthesizer yeah it's the mm, best instrument ever that's an instrument because it can because it can, can be anything and it's really that's really about electronic music is what is the song going to sound like? I know what or- like orchestral music is going to sound like for the most part. I mean, like you'll find a good melody, but the sound you, you kind of expect it. Rock music, you kind of expect the sound, but electronic music it can be so it can be so varied. Um, there's a particular album called uh, "This Binary Universe" by BTs. His name is Brian Transo. And it's all like soundscapes, but meshing with like a hundred piece orchestra or jazz or, and it's just really cool to hear how that song evolves and transforms. Mm. And it just, I don't know, like it makes the synthesizer stand out as something totally unique. And so when I hear people say, oh man, electronic music, it all sounds the same or all house music sounds the same. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, it's like creating a new instrument for every song. And it's really cool to kind that's, of, that's funny because as you said, I love I love electronic instrument or electronic music because it can sound like anything. I thought I withheld the joke, but now I'm going to say it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like how sounds a lot different. It could sound so different than they're so varied. The thing about house music is you need to listen to it with good headphones or a good sound system to appreciate the differences. You're you're right. It's not super varied in terms of the percussion and the beat, but the melodies usually do sound very different from one another. Yeah. Don't you remember Sandstorm? (laughs) I don't know what that is. You would know it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> someone all right this is so i like listening to live sets on, on youtube and someone like usually there's someone who will actually post here's the all the songs that are played in the time that they start and there was this one i can't remember who the dj was but they just posted every single song with sandstorm this version remix for like all 16 <laughs> songs the entire thing it was really funny sandstorm not a great song <laughs> i don't know i wouldn't not know a, i don't know what makes a good electronic song versus a bad electronic I, song i'm going to make the playlist this week i have a like a huge selection of songs like these are the ones i want to share with you guys i think i'm not going to include techno though because i think the whole oons, 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 techno is very much that because it's very percussion based but if you want not us always, to appreciate like, the differences you yeah gotta send you got it. to no 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 i'm gonna do all house and progressive house 
So you can kind of see like they're this literally one the genre. same name. And bounce house, house of progressive house, bouncy castle. No, that's like saying well, there's, a, there's, an, <laughs> there's a huge number of house variations. Just like there's a huge number of rock variations. There's like rock. There's punk rock. There's folk rock. There's light rock. There's alternative rock. There's, there's, rock, like there's a rock. There's pop rock. House is like there's no. There's like there's house. There's acid house. There's progressive house. There's tech house. There's electro house. Bouncy house. There's <laughs> there's bouncy house. There's big room house. That's one. Bear in the big like. blue house. Haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> the nut house. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so I'm gonna. I'm next week. I'll I'll have that for you guys. I'll make it a YouTube playlist as well. That way we can share with everyone, so everyone can hear the songs you guys. Listen I to. love it. Cool. We can yeah. have I'm our. Sure, you guys are gonna love all the songs. We can have our friends <laughs> listen to it too. Yeah. Mm. So oh the answer, my god. The synthesizer is my favorite. And I will say, I think everyone should listen to this Binary Universe. It's an amazing album. It's not dance music. It's, it's basically it's, ambient It's high music? It's high music. <laughs> it's very relaxing music. Like, it's actually, well, it's a great album to just sit down with nice sound system, whether that's good headphones or like, good speakers, and just close your eyes and listen to it. Casey will it's a great often album for that. sit down to do, like, work. Like, work. And he will put his headphones on and listen to house music. Like, he'll be sitting down oh, to, like, really? edit something for his job. And he's, like, listening to house music. And I'm like, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? <laughs> no, it's a great way to stay productive. Because you can really zone out and, like, get into something. It's, like, he agrees. It's weird. I house- told him you were going to have us do this. And he was like, oh, yeah. He was, like, really <laughs> into it. <laughs> oh, your face. Your Casey face. Well, like, on, here's, here's what's so cool about listening to like, a live set or something like that is you're listening to it and you kind of like tune it out, but you're still feeling it the whole time. And then like a really cool melody will come in and be like, when did this come in? Has this been playing the whole time? Like when it just, I don't know, like it just kind of sneaks up on you in this way. You won't get that when I just send you like eight random songs. But if I were to send you like a live set, you would kind of get that. So the one where I it sneaks up hold. on you, that would be Haunted House. That'd be Haunted House. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, ghosts. Your parents' house. <laughs> your ex's house. <laughs> Next door neighbor's house. Uh, the house of God. This <laughs> church. <laughs> Bauhaus. Uh, it's fun making fun. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to it. It's though. fun making fun of others. <laughs> it's fun making fun of others. We just wrote a song. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed Although it was it. the theme of trouble. It's fun getting into trouble. That's the theme song for trouble. What's trouble? The game? Trouble? Yeah, the game. Oh, the game with the little song. dice in the middle. Yeah, and pop, pop I didn't know it yeah. had a theme yeah. song. Mm-hmm. It's fun getting oh, yeah. into trouble. All games need that popper for tr- like that tr- trouble uses. You don't lose the dice. They don't like oh, you roll this dice and they all one goes flying off the table. Yeah. That's just being every. Right? All the people that played <laughs> didn't scream all the people that play D and D just need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll tell, Which tra- is like we'll tell Trevor side dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Trevor's podcast. Just you, every time it's what rolls, you're like, like bop but every single if time. If it was just a like, I'd be okay with that, but it's not. It's like a bop, 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 bop. <laughs> <laughs> it screams at you every time you pop it. It's oh, so loud. Talk about sneaking up on you. Oh, can't do that in that haunted house. Ah. Uh. Uh, uh, my favorite instruments. <laughs> yes. Or, sorry, the best instruments. I do feel like the best instrument is the piano. Yeah, it's such a good freaking instrument. 
And not only is it a good freaking instrument, it's a classic instrument, but it's also, I believe, the most accessible instrument. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say piano, you're talking actual real piano hitting hammers on the um, using hammers to hit the string. Not necessarily. It could be keys okay. as long as it functions similar to a piano. Okay. But I think it's that way because it makes sense. You hit the note, the note to the right of it goes up a little bit, the note to the right goes up a little bit, and all the way back down. You also have all the sharps as well and flats and stuff, or the little black keys. Is that how that works? Well, yep, those are those are not necessarily sharps and flats depending on the key you're in. It could be a sharp or a flat. Are, oh, that's right. Or it could be or just could a be regular. Just the note. Yep. But is it like a half step or something like that? How does that work? Uh, it could be a half step, yep. Okay. So it's a half step between each key. I know a lot of between two ways you can tell. But anyway, I think it's the most accessible, <laughs> which is why they teach. Anytime you learn music theory, they teach you with a picture of a piano or on the piano. So I think it's the most easy to access. It makes sense. And there sounds beautiful. There's something about a weighted key mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just feels so good. So good. I bought a new piano when I moved here to San Francisco. A new electric piano. Sorry, digital piano. Um, and it has the weighted key. I spent. I made sure that like this is something I'm going to invest in. So I play it and I feel like is that the one it behind feels you? Good to play. Yep. I spent a thousand dollars on it just to make sure that it was like this is going to be something that I'm going to enjoy playing. Yeah. Because it does feel so good. But anyway, I love that one. It's always been my go-to if I'm looking to like just escape for a little bit, or if I'm feeling sad or depressed, or, like go play the piano, and that always cheers me back up. Or if I'm like. I just want to fucking zone out or just play something super impressive. Just zone out with your cock out? Yeah. That's just your piano yeah. sounds like... It does. It sounds like... If you play the right notes. Yeah, but when it... If you when play it, the wrong notes, it sounds like... When it ejaculates, it goes... Floop, floop, floop. Floop, floop, floop. But I also love the cello as well. I love the way it sounds. I love playing it. I think string... I think what I love about the cello... And a lot of string instruments is that you don't have, they're not as accessible because you don't have key, 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 key. It's literally just like any point on this string is a different note. Could be a quarter tone, could be something completely wrong in between. That was the hardest part for me. I swear, even five years in, I still little stickers be like, keep your finger there. Keep the third (laughs) finger down for that F. So a little bit of it's muscle memory and then a little bit more of like a challenge to make it interesting and difficult to play what you want to play but then also just the motion of the, the bow is so fluid well. you want to yeah, talk about vibrato, difficult you play that and... i wonder about the upright bass there's not even frets on that no that's that's got to be all muscle memory as you right? jump up and down that thing like they're they don't even have frets yep cello you but... got a bass <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those things that like your body will learn it your yeah. body will absolutely like i it, my body slight, didn't. Slight side note. <laughs> the other day, I'm running a beta software on my phone. And the other day, I went to go text somebody something, and the keyboard didn't pop up. I was like, okay. And then I quit the app, opened it back up. The keyboard still wasn't there. I was like, I wonder if it's still there, just not showing. So I started to type what I was typing. And I was typing. My fingers were hitting perfectly all the letters that I wanted to. First try every time. And I was like, wow, my body just knows where these are based on like minuscule little distances of my thumbs apart. So your body will learn. That's it actually pretty amazing. Enough. Humans are amazing. Yeah, Not I surprised you, myself. Chad, just humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you suck, but humans are pretty I suck cool. So bad. So I love the <laughs> cello. I like the violin. I picked up the violin in January because I was living here temporarily. I was like, I can't bring any of my other instruments with me, so I picked up a violin. Um, I like it, but it's not. It's like playing a baby version of a cello 
in that like I don't get the full sound from it. I don't feel the vibrations all the way through my body like I do when I play a cello. And... Well, you can't put your penis on it. It also gets too high-pitched, I think. Cello is the perfect it range. It does get super high-pitched. But... Uh, and then here's one that I completely turned around on. The banjo. The banjo, you guys. Yeah. I used to have I used to have a list of instruments that were the worst instruments in the world, and the banjo was number two on it. <laughs> you crazy. What's number one? Number one is by far the organ. The organ <laughs> sounds like you got a bunch of cats and put them yeah. in a garbage compactor. You know what? And just push the button. They all are getting squeezed at once. Like, ah! That's that's an organ. I think you should put the harpsichord as number one because that instrument sounds terrible and so boring. It's not fun to listen I hate to. It. It's not fun to listen to at all. I hate the harpsichord. Although they have a harpsichord. I was visiting uh, Google campus the other day and they have a harpsichord in one of their practice rooms and somebody was playing it. And I was like, I don't remember this sounding that pleasant, but it turns out it does sound pleasant. Maybe just the right person has to play it. It just sounds not like Mozart or Bach. It, it just sounds like. Um, smallpox and what did people die of a lot back when like beethoven was around <laughs> well it's literally a piano <laughs> without <Everything>. dynamics <laughs> yeah. the harpsichord is just piano without dynamics which is why the piano is called this it used to be the piano forte because you'd be at soft piano or loud forte sounds like the plague so just, every note is the same loudness that's all it is it's awful. sounds like muddy roads <laughs> <laughs> no health care <laughs> The but privy. I love the banjo now. <laughs> and in my obsession with uh, Nickel Creek and Punch Brothers and mostly just Chris Teeley, I so am good. starting to fall in love with Thiele. the mandolin. I thought it was Thiele. Is it Teeley? I don't know. It's T-H-I-L-E, but whatever, however the fuck you pronounce it. Ah, uh, who knows? He's um, wonderful, though. I'm starting to fall in love with the mandolin. And I'm like, do I pick up a mandolin? I'm like, fuck, no, I don't have time to play all the instruments I already own. If anybody's going to pick up the mandolin, it should be your sister, Mandy Lynn. That's right. I'm looking Should at be. mandolins. So I know what this thing looks like. <laughs> that was actually no the first idea. instrument Kanan ever learned to play was the mandolin. You know what else is really cool? They use it in like country, like old, old country. Um, mm-hmm. It's like oh, you push a button and then you move something on a string. What do you call that? Are you talking about like, is it the slide guitar? No, because that's like this, right? Like when you're holding a guitar. There's something, it's like, it's basically a guitar with strings, and then you have, like, the steel thing, and you pluck the string, and you move it, and it's like, Yeah, maybe that is what I'm thinking of. That's called a a slide guitar? I think it's a slide guitar. Huh. Or slide something. Eh, I love it, though. It's cool. I hate it. That's the worst part of country music for me. (laughs) You're crazy, child. Child! Absolutely hate that. Because that's, that's, you know, as soon as you hear a song start, it's like, and you're like, you know, that tractor is gonna fucking. What is that? Mandolin. That is a Greek instrument called the bazooki. That's what popped up on images when I looked up mandolin. That's that it. is not really? a mandolin. No, that is not a mandolin. I think that's a bazooki. Did you spell mandolin have... correctly? M A N D O L I N. I did. Because the first image that showed up for me was. Yeah. I don't that. see that what yeah. that bazooki is. That's yeah. definitely a bazooki. I just Googled it, and it is a Greek instrument. My gosh, I'm smart. Look at you. <laughs> now I just dated a If that's a Greek. what means smart, then yeah, you're smart. I just dated a Greek. Percentile. I just know that because of that. There was one in, when we went to Greece, there was one in the uh, Airbnb we stayed at, and I said, what's that? Just exactly <laughs> like that. And they're like, oh, that's a bazooki. I'm like, that's a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is. It's a stupid name. It sounds like it should be a, the combination of um, uh, something with a kazoo. Bazooki. Uh, a kazoo is a great instrument. I fucking hate the kazoo. <laughs> so stupid. It's classic. Classic game. Classic. Gosh, remember how I never wanted to watch that movie and I said I was never going to watch it and then you're like, I bet it's good. Let's just watch it. And finally I gave in after years of it being out and guess what? It wasn't good. <laughs> it was fine. No, it was bad. Fine. I don't even Oblivion remember. Yeah. With Tom Cruise. Oh. It's just we had seen, seen the it. trailer so many times and it was always just like him on the football field. Man. Classic, Classic game. game. <laughs> he, was at, he was like at the ruins of some football field, probably in New York because, you know, New the whole world sucks New York's cock. It's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that great. Okay? I completely agree. <laughs> it's fine. It's really overrated. In fact, I would argue... But have you seen just... New York at Christmas? <sighs> I haven't, but it might be this year. I have. And you know what? Ooh. Chicago at Christmas is better. I do like Chicago at Christmas. Yeah, because New York at Christmas, there is nowhere for the snow to lay and not get trampled all over or muddied. We at least just have... Just like the trash. There's yeah. nowhere for the trash in New York. Exactly. So it's just yeah, it's mostly trash in New York City everywhere. It's gross. Uh, yep. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It just smells like heroin and urine here in San Francisco everywhere. So. Uh, oh, my god. Also disgusting. One of my least favorite things is in the morning when I get off the train and I'm walking from the train to my office and I pass by one of the nooks where the homeless people like to pee mm-hmm, behind mm-hmm. somebody smoking a cigarette at seven in the morning so not only am i getting cigarette smoke at seven in the morning i'm also getting pee right in the face at chicago baby (laughs) (laughs) delicious delicious smells (laughs) Mm. nasty you just go to the head of the window yeah (sighs) give me that morning (laughs) you get that nice warm moist smell Mm. from the uh from the pee I love the warm, moist smell of pee yeah. in the morning. <laughs> At night, no way. That's like that's the shot. You know, that's like you know, travel to this city. That should be the advertisement for Chicago. Like the moist smell of urine in the morning. Uh, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. All right, my friends. That's gonna wrap it up today, and don't forget to wrap it up when you're making love. Oh! <laughs> Very good. Unless you're trying. Yeah, if you're trying, and then to if have... anything, just cut an extra slit so that more can come out. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying, maybe don't wrap it up. You know, just just don't. But if you're not trying, <laughs> or if you don't know the person very well. No glove, no love. There you go. <laughs> no matter science. what, there should be lots of hugs and kisses. Hearts and sharts. Sharty farts. <laughs> Bye, bitches. <laughs>